you know, uh, you know what the trade deadline has passed already? The NBA, and boy, did we have some movement. We're going to talk about the new places that some of the people are. Here we go. Let's got Brendan Witted from, uh, let's see, Swarm and Sting. Oh. Right, you're the uh, you're the guy behind Swarm and Sting. So let's start I with am. swarming and stinging, if you will. Uh, it's part of fan cider, but Brendan uh, is legit. So let's talk about Lamelo Ball and the latest injury. Man, this has been a tough year for uh, the Ball brothers. Like, yeah. I, I'm I'm not sure that Leangelo isn't going to play more NBA games than the other two combined, and he's nowhere close to playing in the NBA. Um, how many games has Lamelo played this year? Lonzo hasn't played at all, I don't believe. Um, no, how- I, don't, I don't think Lonzo played at all, and it sounds kind of really bad. Like the more you start kind of research a little bit more about Lonzo, because uh, he was supposed to be back in January, right. and he's just way behind schedule. And there, it seems like there's been a lot of reporting about this being a more peculiar sort of injury than people right. are accustomed to. This isn't like your 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 normal kind of lower body. I think it's a knee injury. Um, Kind of, kind of injury that you that you see. So I'm really hoping that we see him again because him being hurt really sunk the Bulls. But uh, I think Lamelo played something like 35 games or something somewhere around there. Uh, yeah, he missed he missed a lot of time this year, and he missed he missed the early part of the season, which is pre maybe the only kind of saving right. grace because he was he was hurt early on, and it was pretty much and Rozier was hurt as well. Gordon Hayward missed time like. All their injuries were stacked in the beginning of the season for the Hornets, and it worked out better because they didn't really need to try to tank officially. It was like, <laughs> hey, we don't, we just don't have the talent to roll out there, right? Because uh, St- Steve Clipper was never going to be that. He got hired. Keep in mind when Clipper got hired. Clipper got hired at the end of June, right before Miles right. Bridges got arrested, and this was supposed to be a team that he got hired to get this team over the hump and get them into the playoffs. No right. play in get them to the playoffs. He gets hired three days later. Bridges gets arrested. So he ends up not playing this season. Lamelo is hurt and, and, and the, and the, the, the boat of injuries. So it's been a really rough season yeah. overall uh, for the whole squad. All right. Let me ask you about uh, the, the immediate future, not this year, but the, like the near future for the Charlotte Hornets and Brennan Witted is joining us here at HU Cosell on Twitter. So, Mello's had a Lamelo's had a tough year, obviously with injury. Yeah. Uh, Bridges has uh, had no season for obvious reasons. Although with the charges going away, um, do we think that the Hornets are going to ultimately bring him back and put him on the court next season if there are no charges? Uh, not that what he did is you know, even if there are no charges, he obviously, I mean did some heinous things. So what are we, uh, what are we looking at for the future of those players? Yeah. Well, for clarification, he pleaded no contest to, right. to one for one count of, of domestic uh, domestic assault. Okay. Um, he's so he's got to serve and this isn't, doesn't necessarily have to be away from, from the NBA, but part of the plea that he agreed to was 52 weeks of anger management counseling, 52 weeks of parental counseling. And then there's some community service in, involved as well. Uh, Charlotte's been really hush about sure. any sort of a future with him. He's a restricted free agent, so they still hold his rights, but they 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 haven't said anything. They, the, the only public statement that they've given so far was when he was immediately arrested to uh, essentially say, hey, we know that he's been arrested. We're monitoring the situation. It's an ongoing investigation. We're not going to comment on it. And that's it. Right Now, Bridges, I believe, at 
uh, the Michigan State-Indiana game, maybe a halftime, I believe, he said he felt like he might be able to play again in March. Mm-hmm. Again, Charlotte has never said any of these things. That is the only kind of public conversation that uh, from one of the two parties that, that we've seen. I don't know what the future is, to be completely honest with you. Whenever something this serious happens away from the court, it always feels very empty to talk about, oh, this is how many games he needs to miss or, or something like that, because we're talking about a violent action mm-hmm. that, that that occurred. And it always feels hollow, but at the end of the day, if the criminal justice system has played itself out, all the NBA can do is say, hey, you're going to be suspended all Charlotte can do is say, "Hey, we're going to release your rights." It can't. That, that's the that's the only thing that this the National Basketball Association can do. Um, personally, I would like to see him complete the 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 um, the counseling before he got back into the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also don't necessarily know if he needs to go back to Charlotte. I'm just talking about like purely from like right. a, a I, I think what might be in his best interest is to to play somewhere else, uh, to be at another franchise. Uh, and the, if, if you want to talk about this, some sort of uh, some sort of next steps for him from a purely basketball point of view, that hurts Charlotte a lot. This yeah. is a guy that was coming off a career high in points, yep. uh, rebounds, assists were, were, were up. Uh, he was getting to the free throw line in large part because he just improved his handle so much. So you saw the dunks, you saw the athleticism yeah. and you saw his three point percentage improve. But then once he worked on the handle, he was able to get to the bucket, get to the line and become a more consistent scorer. So he's, he started to show some of those traits. So him turning that money down at the beginning of the uh, at the beginning of that season made sense. He was going to make a ton of money. Right. Now, I don't know what the market is going to be for him, but I, I honestly think that it would probably be in his best interest if they parted ways. All right. Uh, so what happens with LaMelo? Are we, when LaMelo first got here, we saw, oh, my gosh, future star. Mm-hmm. We see a guy who has clearly got a lot of talent and is fun to watch, and he plays with flair. But is that all it is? Is there? A, is it a little bit too much to, to borrow from Al McGuire? One of the all-time was a great coach, but also a great broadcaster. Is there too much French pastry, right, with LaMelo Ball's game and not enough meat and potatoes? No. Uh, disagree. Okay. Hard, hard body disagree. Anybody that tells you differently, I feel like, is just not watching this guy on a regular basis. Keep in mind, before last night's loss to the Suns, they won a five-game winning streak. And right. large part because LaMelo was healthy again. And they, they finally had enough guys to throw out there where you're not just putting okay. together these these terrible lineups. They, they won a five-game winning streak for a reason. I know it's a small sample size and everything like that. But outside of really P.J. Washington and, and Cody Martin, who hasn't played really all year, he hasn't played since January, that, that team was whole. They finally got Kelly Oubre back, and this team has started to win again. And so keep and keep this stuff in mind, too. Uh, LaMelo is averaging, I know it's a smaller bit of uh, fewer games. LaMelo's averaging career high in assists. He's taking, listen to this, he's taking 10, over 10 and a half three-pointers per game and making 36, 37%. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, that's and, good. And All he right. is a dynamic player. And and if you're looking for the future uh, like enjoyment. If you're looking for something to be excited about, if you're a Hornets fan, not just the draft, Mark Williams, Mark Williams has been really, really good. He's only started about seven or eight games right. since the Plumlee trade, but he's been exceptional. His third straight game last night with the double, double and the stuff he's going to be able to do on the pick and roll. Now is going to be really, really special. Plumlee was a good passer, not a good finisher. Williams looks like he's going to be a legitimate finisher, hit two kind of uh, 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 pick and pop jumpers off a of pick and roll last 
uh, last night versus the Suns, like feathery jumpers. You see right. the touch. Again, this is a guy that's going to work in hand-in-hand with LaMelo because uh, LaMelo is sixth in terms of pick-and-roll possessions per game this year. I know, again, fewer games, but that was a heavy part of okay. their offense. Putting him alongside a guy like Mark Williams is really, really going to help to say nothing of the defensive presence that he's going to give you uh, as soon as he kind of finds his his way. He's already had a four or five block game. Like this is a he's they finally got it right at the center position. <laughs> okay, I'm going to hold you to that, Brendan, about uh, about Mark Williams. He, and I know that has to hurt because I know he went to Duke. All right, so uh, <laughs> although they, they got rid of a Dukey first there before they put uh, Mark Williams in. Uh, real. Uh, I want to go through a couple of uh, like new situations. Kevin Durant is in Phoenix. We were talking to Jay Weld the other day, and I asked him who he trusts the most in the West, and he said Denver. And he goes, uh, "Who do you trust?" I said Phoenix. He goes, "They haven't played together yet." I don't know. I think Durant can play anywhere, and I don't see. I don't think it'll be any problem incorporating him into their lineup in Phoenix. There's certainly fewer guys to worry about now with Cam Johnson and Mikael Bridges out the door. But uh, I don't know, man. It's hard not to love Chris Paul. Uh, Booker, KD, DeAndre Ayton doesn't even have to give him anything. Outside of DeMar DeRozan, I think they might have the most efficient mid-range guys in the league. <laughs> if, you were, if you're a fan of the old mid-range game, hey man, you better <laughs> tune into every single one of these Suns games. They are they're going to be they're going to be knocking it out by the, from the elbow. Uh, but no, I, I think you're 100 percent right. One, the basketball IQ of the players that you're talking about is off the charts, right? Uh, and he's played with these guys before. We play international ball with Book and CP3. Right. He's going to be fine. Like, he's going to be completely fine. It'll be interesting watching him play with uh, Aiton because I think I'm doing this off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure he's the best center he's ever played with. So I'm, I'm very, very <laughs> interested to see what that what that looks like. He was 10 to 15 last night. Didn't look like he missed any time at all offensively. Defensively, I think it's where you'll find that he's going. it's going to take him a second right? Uh, because he was playing at a really high rate, at a really high level. Uh, when he was with the Nets, like he was, that was the quietest MVP candidacy of anybody who's ever played in New York ever. Like he was <laughs> that kind of good. Well, he didn't official. play in New York. That's the problem. He played <laughs> now. Like it's it does sound funny. I agree. He played in Brooklyn. That ain't playing in New York. There's no <laughs> buzz for the Brooklyn Nets. The funny thing is that when the, when the Nets made that both trades, and we're going to talk about Kyrie in a second. I thought the Nets had amassed so many good players, a, a roster of play like they they have like a le- ten or eleven legitimate guys who could play. I thought they'd be fine. They had been getting crushed, yeah. Basically, every game just getting annihilated. The Knicks beat them by what thirty? Yeah, they 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 stomped a mud hole in them. Uh, but the, the thing is hole. that I thought they'd be good defensively too because they got a whole bunch of three and D guys right. there. The problem is that, and I kind of saw this with Toronto Raptors this year, you do need a little bit of role refinement. Like, everybody kind of right. does need to know exactly what they're doing. Like, Mikhail Bridges went for 45 uh, right before the All-Star break versus the Heat. Is, is, is he your top scorer? Is that the guy that you're going to go to in late clock situations and right. late game situations? That it, like, Or is it going to be Cam Johnson, who, by the way, uh, he's got one of the greenest lights I've seen. I was watching him play the uh, play the other night. He's step backs in the middle of transition. Like him and Bridges are so happy to be like. I, I'm sure that they are wanted to compete uh, with the Suns, <laughs> compete for a title. But 
anything that they've had in their bag that they haven't been able to wear, boy, they have been showing out in these <laughs> games. I really, really like that. Uh, but I think they're probably going to do some stuff in the in the off season to kind of get uh, to to m- manipulate this roster a little bit. It's fun, but the, uh, it's oh, yeah. it's just not going to happen. Although I will say, Nick Claxton. I think he's a defensive player of the year candidate. He was really, really good for a really good part of this year. Yeah, he's he has been tremendous. They do have a lot of the same uh, yeah. with the Nets, so they have to kind of say, oh, we want this, we want to keep this, let's get rid of this. Uh, final thing, Kyrie and Luca haven't exactly meshed yet. It's early. Uh, thoughts on that as we uh, wrap this up? Pretty much the opposite of my thoughts on the KD to the Suns, I think that it will fit. I think eventually Mav, uh, um, Luca, and Kyrie will will figure it out. They play very very similarly. They they have uh, Kyrie's played uh, off ball before. Yeah. He, I think he really enjoys it. He did it with Harden. He did it with LeBron. Absolutely did it with LeBron. That's possible. Yeah. But I think it's going to take them a second. The real problem with them is the trade didn't help where they were bad. They were deficient on defense. Right. <laughs> trading for Kyrie is certainly not going to help on that end. Uh, and they traded their best defender in Dorian Finney-Smith. So, like, yeah. they, you know, I got why they made the decision. I think their ceiling is higher. If I'm being honest, I don't think they made the trade for this year. I think they made it for next year. I, I, I don't think that they thought that Kyrie could come in last second and they would have miraculously okay. be a, a different team. I, I think this is a long-term play. Otherwise, you don't give up so many assets. So uh, they're going to sign him to a max deal after this year because that's what Kyrie wants. Although, there, I don't know if there's a market for Kyrie in a max deal. He might have to take what uh, what the Dallas Mavericks offer. Uh, they wouldn't have traded all that if they if they didn't plan on keeping him. Like, cause, they're uh, going to try, know, yeah. That, yeah, it's, it's, it, it was too much. They've got that sunk cost now, and they're like, nope, sure. we're, we're all in now. Brendan Wittert at HU Cosell on Twitter. Swarm, and I can't even say swarm. Swarm and Sting. Uh, go check him out at, again, at HU Cosell. Thank you very much, my friend. I'll talk to you later. Appreciate it.